0: Are Locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. A lot of stuff to get to on this Tuesday edition of the show. We're continuing in our coverage leading up to the season opener against Ole Miss on Labor Day in Atlanta. So this episode is going to be unlike any one that we've ever done. It's going to be a full preview of Ole Miss. We'll start out with what needs to be done by the Louisville defense to contain or slow down the Ole Miss offense. We'll transition into the Rebel defense and giving a brief overlook and what that defense brings to the table and then we'll identify two key focal points that the Louisville Cardinals need to focus on to ensure that they pull out a win on Monday evening. Before we get into the nitty gritty, like I mentioned, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as a feature writer and a recruiting analyst and also serve as a backup PA announcer for the University of Louisville in various sports such as baseball, soccer, lacrosse, field hockey, etc. You can find my Twitter page at defense underscore, and the Locked On Louisville podcast Twitter page is at LO underscore Louisville. And if your college football fandom extends beyond Louisville, well, the Locked On podcast network has you covered. Tune in to your favorite Power 5 conference show on Thursday, September 26th, and Friday, September 27th. The Locked on ACC podcast by Candace Cooper, I'm very excited for that one on both of those days. Um, and be sure to check that out, obviously, wherever you get your podcasts, on the Odyssey app, etc. So let's go ahead and get right on into the content. As I've mentioned a couple times when discussing Ole Miss, and if you follow the Louisville football program and know, you know anything about Ole Miss, you're aware that the Rebel offense is extremely high-octane. Last season in 2020, they had the the third best offense in terms of total yards, averaging just under 560 yards per game. And scoring offense-wise, they ranked 14th in the country. Averaging 39.2 points per game, respectively. So, and this is an offense that's returning a lot of guys. Um, they do lose Elijah Moore and Kenny Yaboa from the wide receiver and tight end group, respectively. But they but they return rising star quarterback Matt Corral, also All SEC talent Jerryon Ely in the backfield, and the wide receiving core has some promise. Uh, Dontario Drummond, Braylon Sanders. Uh, Sanders missed a lot of last season due to injuries. He's set to have a good season. Jonathan Mingo as well. It's somewhat of an inexperienced group, but not really. They do return experience. It's just a matter of guys busting through and proving their worth and solidifying their role. In terms of offensive line, it's a unit that returns four of five starters. Um, the center, Orlando Umana, is one of the guys that to look for on this line to set the tone, also starting right guard, Ben Brown. Is the leader of this offensive line. They bring him back. So, you know, needless to say, for lack of better terms, this is going to be you know, an offense that is probably not going to skip a beat in the 2021 campaign. In fact, they probably take a little bit of a step forward. Um, obviously, there's not much room to do so, but definitely high octane offense. And you have one of the best offensive geniuses in Lane Kiffin leading at the helm for the Rebels. But in terms of what the Louisville defense needs to do, there's a couple things that need to be, you know, hammered home, and I think Scott Satterfield really, you know, got this point across extremely well in his weekly Monday press conference, and that's the fact that Ole Miss sports an up-tempo style of play that is extremely problematic for the opposition. Um, if you go back and watch the game against Alabama last season for the Rebels, obviously. The Crimson Tide came out on top, but there were times in that game, and Satterfield kind of pointed this out too, although he wasn't just limiting to Alabama, but you know, pretty much all of their opponents across the board, was the fact that you know the opposing defensive lines like the Crimson Tide got tired at times. The tempo is extremely catastrophic if you allow it to be, in the sense of if you're not able to make subs in an orderly manner, if you're not on top of that. Aspect of the game you're going to get burned um, this Ole Miss team is high octane and it allows you know the big play to be made It's an offense that is nuclear and can get down the field in a hurry just because the fact of you know They drive driving southern on 20 and before you can blink twice they're threatening to get in the opposing red zone So and this is something that isn't surprising the Louisville coaching staff, you know They've been working on you know subbing in and subbing out really quickly. That's why like we've hammered home through the first 21 episodes of this show, the fact that having quality depth is the key, and it shows, especially right out of the gate here... Because, you know, scoring off with an opponent that utilizes an up-tempo style of play is very problematic, and not only is it going to make your ones tired, but it's going to make your twos tired as well, so having guys you can rotate in and out, and being able to do so in a timely and orderly fashion to make sure that guys are aligned, the alignment was the, the main focus that Satterfield kind of hammered home, was the fact that, yeah, subbing guys in is one thing, but making sure they identify what the play is you know, at the line of scrimmage, and being able to go through their coverages and go through their reads in a timely manner. It's going to be extremely tough. It's going to be a huge, huge test to the Louisville defense and how well they progressed. And not to mention, you can't get lost in the fact that this is an up-tempo offense, but you have to remember the guys that are running this up-tempo offense, the The timing is one thing, but when you realize that there's premier athletes that are running the system, that makes it a little bit even more daunting for the little defense and kind of a taller task. But when you look at that offense, you know, we talked about Matt Corral, we talked about Jerry and Ealy and the one-two punch that those guys bring. You can't underlook the wide receiving core. I know that they're not somewhat unproven when you lose a high draft pick in wide receiver Elijah Moore, you lose a solid tight end in Kenny Yeboah. Um... However, Braylon Sanders is a guy that battled injury last year, averages just over uh, 15 yards per catch last season. um, He's back for his senior year, Dontario Drummond, Jonathan Mingo. There's a lot of upperclassmen in this wide receiving core, and you could also see guys like Jaden Jackson, uh, Quay Davis, Dennis Jackson, etc. Like I mentioned, just a ton of experience. And not to mention these are SEC wideouts, and in an offense that thrives and throwing the ball and you know making the big time play. So we can talk all show long about how deadly the duo between Matt Corral and on Eli is, but you and rightfully so. I mean, let, let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. It's probably one of the better one two punches in the SEC. But you also have to give credit for that wide receiving court because if you don't, this is an offensive line that returns a lot of pieces, so the protection's going to be better than last season. You know, it's going to be critical that the Cardinals secondary is able to kind of box in the Ole Miss offense and make them throw the ball. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but when you understand how good of a runner Matt Corral is and how explosive Jerry on Ely is, um, you know, mixed with the you know, the woes that the Louisville defense had, you know, containing the run last season, boxing them in and forcing them to throw the ball. You know, it's going to be a lot of strain on the cornerbacks, on the safeties. You know, there's going to be an immediate test for Quinterio Cole and Kendrick Duncan Jr. And we're going to see, you know, just how real deal K.E. Clark and Chandler Jones are in that Cardinal secondary as well. So, like I mentioned, you have to be able to sub in and out in a timely manner but also get aligned as well so you're not getting burned on the deep ball or in a big type of home run play. You know This is where pass rush is going to be extremely critical, uh, being able to get after Corral and forcing him to make mistakes because even when the pocket does break down, he's able to get out and make plays with his legs or scramble and throw on the run. Uh, getting this Ole Miss offense off the field is the number one key, obviously, for the Louisville defense um you know field field position is a battle that we'll talk about a little later in the episode but at the end of the day the focal point has to be getting the Ole Miss defense in third and long situations to where you don't give them the opportunity to go for it on fourth down like I mentioned on the Monday edition of the show Lane Kiffin and the Rebels went for it 33 times last year that was the most per game in FBS so it's going to be a very big focus to get these guys off the field and in a hurry if you're the local defense. Before we talk about the Ole Miss defense, however, we're going to talk a little bit about our sponsors, beginning with Sweat Block. Like I mentioned on a couple episodes, they actually sent me a care package of antiperspirant wipes a couple deodorant sticks, and some body cream, and I have fallen in love with the product. It's doctor-recommended and doctor-created. Works for up to seven days per use, but if it doesn't keep you dry, there is a dry shirt guarantee, and you can get your money back. It's featured and tested on the racial ratio by firefighters and a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Over 13,000 reviews as well while being manufactured right here in the United States. So, you're able to wear what you want to wear. It's your little secret to confidence, but it's a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's a big presentation, a hot date, etc. I know what it sounds like. It sounds too good to be true, but I literally have only had to use Sweatblock once or twice a week. It keeps me dry the whole time, so... There's no more pitting out. There's no more picking your shirts based upon which one will hide the sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com while using the promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon or CVS. Another opportunity that I want to mention to you all about is about Rock Auto. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models on your automobiles it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket rock auto allows you to save time and money why choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership Rock Auto is a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could ever need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil, even to new carpet. So go explore their easy to use website to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So we talked a little bit about the Ole Miss offense and what they bring to the table with that High octane explosiveness, but the defense there's a little bit of question marks surrounding. Just because last year they were 126th in the nation in total defense, they did lose their leading tackler and arguably the best player in the unit, Jacques Jones, the linebacker who transferred, ironically, to Kentucky. So it's a defense that is returning some key pieces, but they're still waiting on guys to you know bust through the woodwork and solidify themselves as you know the key members of the rotation. So we'll dive into a little bit there. I think the main focus for Louisville is simply outscoring you know, the Ole Miss Rebels, all of Dalton. I mean, okay, Mr. Obvious, yeah. I mean, obviously you want them to outscore them. But if you look at it, it's going to be – in my opinion, which defense can contain/slash slow down the opposing offense better than the opponent? And I, like I said, I get it; it's cliche, but what? But I do think that this has the potential to be a shootout. There's not much more that needs to be explained about this Ole Miss offense. We can go, you know, on and on about it. But uh, the Louisville offense, I think, we also have to give credit for. It's an offensive line that's experienced and has added more talent. Um, The wide receiving core has its concerns, but there's guys that I think that are going to really shine this season. The running back committee is one of the better ones in the Atlantic Coast Conference. And if Malik Cunningham is able to return back to 2019 form like members of the coaching staff and various peers within the program believe, then it should be a very solid season for the Louisville offense. And there's no reason why this offensive unit shouldn't be able to put up at least 30 points against this Ole Miss defense but when you look at the Ole Miss defense, the defense um, has a couple guys to focus on. The, the first thing that really catches my eye is the size that they have in the middle in that interior defensive line. Uh, Katie Hill uh, redshirt Jr. You also have defensive tackle Quentin Bivens. Both of them are serving as the nose and the defensive tackle respectively. Both are over 300 pounds so you know being able to plug those big time stop gaps are going to make the running game even more pivotal for the Louisville defense um, and you know going to have to rely a lot on Trevor Reed in terms of outside running and trying to you know get away from that size in the middle. They do return their starting defensive ends prequeous uh, Tisdale returns but I would definitely expect to see some of the guys that they brought in from this past recruiting class um, play almost immediately for the rebels when you look at it and call it how it was the ulmas defense was one of if not the worst defense in the SEC last season bringing in a top-20 class that was very defense-heavy, uh, probably is going to bode well for the team. Uh, it will. It is yet to be seen how much time that some of those newcomers are going to get right away, but uh, the pass rush has to improve for the Rebels to be able to make a, a bigger jump in the SEC. The team allowed the second-most passing yards per game in the SEC just under 315. Like I said, they do return Sam Williams and uh, Tariqius Tisdale. Um, in those kind of defensive end type positions, you also have guys like Javius um, Robinson and Brandon Mack who are set to get some time on the defensive line. But like I mentioned, the pass rush has to be uh, much improved for the Ole Miss defense to be able to take that next step forward in their development. They're not going to have you know one guy that's going to stand out and cause fits for the Louisville offensive line, but they you know do have a ton of size in that defensive front to where it's going to be a battle in the trenches regardless. Um, But when you look at the linebacking core, you know, like I mentioned, they do lose Jacques Jones from last season, but there's a couple guys that they're expecting to, to step up. Lakia Henry uh, senior is supposed to be the starting middle linebacker. And a lot of uh, blogs down in the Ole Miss area have raved about him and his camp. You also have Cedric Johnson, like I mentioned, Sam Williams as well, who's probably going to play more of a edge rush or even like a linebacker hybrid. Um, outside of him, you have Mark Robinson, Austin Keys, Momo Sanogo, uh, Chance Campbell. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the Ole Miss linebacking core is going to be able to contend with the slot receivers and more importantly, Marshawn Ford, You know, the X-factor for the Cards. How is the you know linebacking core, you know, more specifically who in the lineback? Is it gonna be a certain player? Is it going to be a mixture of a of, of couple different players that kind of go out and guard Marshawn Ford? I think that's probably going to be the tactic because like Satterfield and Company mentioned, they're gonna use him at wide out in certain packages, so they're gonna to have to put a corner on him in some situations. Uh, when you look at the secondary, and this is where things kind of get interesting and will serve as kind of the measuring stick for the Ole Miss defense as well. The pass defense was a little bit better than the pass rush last year, but the alarming statistic that I saw, and SaturdayDownSouth.com confirmed this, the Ole Miss have 26 defensive backs on the roster. Um, They have cited MJ Daniels, Elijah Sabatini, and Tysheem Johnson as the guys that are probably going to start. Uh, You do have uh, Deontay Prince in that mix as well. They gave up uh, SEC-high 324 yards per game last season through the air and only recorded six interceptions. So kind of the same in terms of Louisville's issues of not being able to force turnovers that well. But uh, by far, I think the Louisville pass defense is going to be better than Ole Miss. So, you know, the secondary is going to improve. I think the linebacking core is going to be decent. The kicker is going to be what the pass rush is going to be like. Um, And it should be the main focus for the Louisville offensive line to be able to obviously give Malik Cunningham a clean pocket. And, you know, Satterfield made an interesting comment on his Monday presser saying that when he is... You know, staying in the pocket and making throws—he's the most accurate quarterback in the country. And you know, you take that comment for however you will. But at the end of the day, you know, the numbers speak for itself. He is one of the more accurate quarterbacks when he does have a clean pocket. Um, the good news is the Ole Miss pass rush is still trying to figure some things out. So an experienced Louisville offensive line with some more added depth that they haven't had in years past really can bode well for Malik Cunningham's pocket in the game against Ole Miss. So we talked about offense and defense of Ole Miss. We're going to kind of transition into the two focal points that Louisville needs to emphasize if they're going to pull off this win against Ole Miss. Before we do that, let's discuss a little bit about betonline.ag. As you probably already know, it's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including Online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at Bet Online. Be sure to head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. If you're not a big sports fan, your favorite Vegas casino games are there as well, so don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. A couple interesting offers uh, you can take advantage of are the opening day super promos. You can make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the NFL Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys and if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25, but only for new customers when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Be sure to use the promo code LOCKED ON as well From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So the final segment of the day, I want to identify and analyze two focal points that the Louisville football team needs to emphasize that aren't necessarily groundbreaking or any you know hot takes or anything like that, but there's two that need to be you know focused on more than others when it comes to what Louisville needs to do to, to pull off this win in Atlanta. And the first one is to limit the big play. If you've listened to you know, any of the episodes in the past, or obviously the first segment on today's show, you know, limiting the big play, you know, the home run play that gains a lot of yards is going to be, you know, a key aspect of the defensive approach for the cards because, like I mentioned, with the up tempo style of play that the Rebels utilize and the, you know, play calling genius that is Lane Kiffin, there's a ton of opportunity. And if you're not careful, you know, they can, you know, bust open uh possession at any given time and before you know it you're down 14 17 21 points so you know you have to stay attention to detail um uh, but you know like I said this isn't groundbreaking developments or anything like that but the big time play is where the focus needs to lie and um, you know Scott Satterfield said in his Monday presser, you know, keeping the guys in front of us is going to be one of the points that is emphasized throughout the preparation for the game, especially for the safeties. You know, he mentioned with with the safeties and the guys that he feels comfortable with there. The guys at safety have a ton of responsibility to keep you know, opposing wideouts in front of them. You can't let them you know get behind you, especially with the arm that Matt Corral has. I mentioned how good of a scrambler he is, but also I mean he can sling the ball. You know, can read defense as well. You know, with each passing game last season, his confidence grew more and more up until the bowl win against Indiana in the postseason. So, you know, he's coming off of a successful end the 2020 campaign, and with a solid offensive line and some of his guys returning in the skill positions it's going to be a challenge for the cards but limiting the big time play is going to make sure that the Louisville offense doesn't get into a deficit early on because I'd be very surprised if Ole Miss doesn't come out firing and going for the jugular kind of like how old Bobby did in the early 2000s of just trying to put a game away and there's levels to limiting the big times plays number one you know you have to make sure Every receiver coming out is covered, but also you you have to focus on you know, when plays break down or even finishing plays. Tackling was a big issue, or making the tackles and completing the tackles, I should say or clarify is the was the big issue for the Cards last season, and you know contributed to teams making something out of nothing and uh, getting daylight in places where it looked like the play was over. Matt Corral really specializes in that. Like I mentioned, I draw some comparisons to Johnny Football in his ability to. You evade pressure when the pocket collapses, and then you have a guy like Jeron Ely who is explosive and excels in making guys miss so you have to complete tackles Uh, when the play breaks down you know you have to be smart and make sure that you know i understand it's hard for defenses to cover you know opposing wideouts and um, other skilled players as the play progresses and it only gets more challenging that's where the pass rush has to step in you know getting after the quarterback not giving matt corral all day to throw so it's really kind of smaller responsibilities throughout you know, the Louisville defense, you know, on the defensive line, it's, you know, creating pressure and not, you know, giving the quarterback time to throw uh, for the linebacking core. It is completing tackles and not letting, you know, opposing running backs get into the defensive secondary before they got touched. And in the secondary, it is the their responsibility to not let opposing receivers to get behind them and to make sure everyone's marked so it's kind of a key effort with a bunch of little responsibilities that differentiate you know between positions but it all contributes to you know limiting the big time play another thing that kind of stems from that I'd kind of say is like 1b or maybe even number two is winning the field position battle Uh, like I mentioned last episode with David Hale's Twitter thread of how Louisville's the fact that oftentimes Louisville outgained their opponents, but losing the field position battle was critical. I think it was about only you know, less than ten possessions in which the card started um, at the 50 or better, and uh, opponent-wise was 22 times in which Louisville allowed an opponent to start, you know, at the 50 in midfield or closer. So you know, winning the field position battle is going to be critical number 1 because you know you can't give this Ole Miss offense any gifts and uh, to be able to contend with an offense like this winning the field position battle giving Malik Cunningham and that running back core some good field position you know not only could allow this game to be a shootout but it could also help the Louisville defense because you know with the turning of the ball over so much last season came the overall exhaustion of the defense and it's not going to help any this game because the defense is already going to be tired they're going to have their hands full you know this is going to be a colossal test for this Louisville defense right out of the gate. So, you know, the rubber's going to meet the road. We're going to see if the Louisville defense can bend but not break. But it has to be mentioned, you know, it's not going to be pretty if the Louisville offense is turning the ball over, especially in their own territory and giving, you know, Ole Miss freebies to be able to start inside the Louisville territory and not work as hard because it's already going to be an uphill battle for the defense. And as, you know, as woeful as the Ole Miss defense was last season, you know you have to assume that they're going to develop a considerable amount. I'm not saying they're going to be a top twenty defense, but at the end of the day, I think they're going to be respectable. So you have to take advantage of you know forcing turnovers, and I mean I can keep you know mentioning over and over. Oh, we have to win the turnover battle. I had to win the turnover battle. I don't think you. Know, the point is getting across that this is probably the most crucial game realistically on the Louisville schedule to where you have to win the turnover battle outside of maybe like Clemson or you know, another high caliber opponent. It's going to be extremely pivotal and crucial that the cards are able to, you know, it's okay if they if they don't have, you know, optimal field position, just not allowing Ole Miss to reap the benefits of you know a short field is going to be you know especially emphasized and it should be you know throughout the preparation leading up to this game. So, like I mentioned, limiting the big time play, making sure you get pressure on Matt Corral, not allowing Jerry on Ely to bust through the defensive secondary before he gets touched, completing the tackles in the linebacking core and the defensive line and also you know keeping guys in front of you in the secondary you know i think if you're able to do that then you're also probably going to able to see benefits from the field position battle, assuming that you take care of the ball. That's where ball security comes into play as well. So we'll talk about keys to the game as we get you know, closer to the showdown on Monday evening. So we talked a little bit about everything Ole Miss and what Louisville needs to do to slow down slash contain the Ole Miss offense. We previewed a little bit about the Ole Miss defense, and we identified and explained two pivotal focuses for the Louisville team to pull off this win against Ole Miss. Before we get out of here, um, be sure to follow the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore Louisville. You have my Twitter page at defense underscore. Um, This week is going to be dedicated to comparing and contrasting both teams, giving keys, identifying players to watch, etc., Give a shout-out to a couple different uh, podcasts, the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast that I serve as a co-host with, with Jeremy and Joe Wallman, Sam Baysden, Sean Barber, Wes Brown. There's a ton of, um, you know – Unique personalities in that room, but um, a lot of good content that comes from it in a very beautiful mesh. Um, you get your weekly dose of Cardinal Sports along with some comic relief. So be sure to follow all that and then all the good stuff Cardinal Sports Zone is doing in the blogging world. Also, the Locked On Bets podcast. Betting on any team, not only the Cardinals, did not, does not have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Beds podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you like to get your podcast. So that's going to wrap up this Tuesday edition of the Locked on the Louisville podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast on whatever streaming service that you currently use. Be sure to check out the Locked on ACC podcast as the college football preview, as the Oh, well, the opening week was last week, but the main opening week coming up. That's going to do it for us. Everyone have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow.